Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2. Sirius XM 80, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. Send us the gear, by the way. We want to rock your gear. CeCe's rocking the Giants sweatshirt today. That's right. We'd rather have him wear all the ESPN radio gear from across the country. So let's go. Let's get the gear in here. We could rock it for you at Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. A victory Monday for CeCe. We haven't had that in a while. Yeah, but here's the thing. It feels like, win, it it feels like a win is a loss. Yeah. And, and I want to be mad at the Giants because that means we have a lower draft pick. I want to be mad at Tommy DeVito with his chicken cutlet eating self. <laughs> but I will say this. I'll be mad at it in April when the draft rolls around. I'm going to enjoy this win against the Commanders since it feels like the only team that we're capable of beating anyway. Let me just go ahead and enjoy this now because I know there's still plenty of season for losses to stockpile. So I I, I guess I, I want to be mad at it, but I can't be mad at it. It's a win. It's hard to do in the NFL. So... I'll wear the colors today. Yeah, savor it today because exactly. you're going to be wear, I'll wear the colors today. commiserating come April. Yeah. Come draft day. Because this means that we're probably going to run it back with Daniel Jones. <laughs> he may not be ready to run it back. That may be your best hope at this point, that he's physically – not that you're rooting for him to be injured. Have his wishing ill on the No, man's that's rehab. not what I'm like, saying. Hey, well, maybe the rehab doesn't go <laughs> quite according to plan. I don't know if he's and on he's the not Rodgers capable, rehab. He's not capable of playing. <laughs> not this. exactly So Tommy DeVito time? So, okay, uh, hot seat in the NFL. You heard the clip there from Friday. Frank Reich, if we're going to rank top two hottest seats right now, before we get to the Dolphins and whether or not they had a good win yesterday against the Raiders, yeah. finally, uh, two hottest seats in the NFL right now. Where are you guys going? Oh, Brandon Staley and, uh, and uh, Frank Reich with the Carolina Panthers. It's got to be those two, yeah. right? So, Ron Rivera's third. Eberflus with Chicago. I would just say because Chicago historically does not fire people in season. It's not that the seat is not hot. I just think he has a longer runway than the other guys. Well, it's interesting because you think about the overall hot seats all around. So Chicago, just to, to run through a couple of these. Chicago, the NFL Network reported this weekend that they would have to be blown away in order to draft a rookie quarterback. I don't. I mean, Caleb Williams seems like he's blown you away a little bit over the course yes. of his college career. Yes. Um, so maybe that's what they're saying, that basically we need Caleb Williams or Drake May, which, I mean, you're going to be in a position to get. Why? Because Carolina is stinky, and you have their pick, and Frank Reich is their head coach. Man, listen, Caleb Williams threw a touchdown pass to Brendan Rice this weekend. I mean, he stepped up into the middle of the pocket, and out the corner of his eyes, saw the receiver streaking down the field on the left sideline. Throws a dime. Can't walk it to him. But like Caleb Williams does things on an NFL field that you should not be able to do. It is Mahomes-esque. And, and it's not hyperbole. Like, just go back and watch the tape. Some of the throws that he makes, like, you shouldn't be able to make them. And then Drake May made some great throws against the Clemson Tigers. Is his receivers couldn't catch the ball. Like, they were dropping passes all over the place. So, I mean, if, if the Bears have a top-two pick, it is a no-brainer. And here's the thing. Taking a quarterback wouldn't preclude them from getting another premium player because right now, as it's slated, they have the fourth overall pick, too. So you have number one overall from Carolina, and now you have number four overall by virtue of your own record. 
Why wouldn't you consider taking a quarterback if for no other reason resetting the money at the position? I am from Illinois. I have a lot of friends that are Bears fans. I want the Bears to be great. I also don't know if they are the organization that is the best spot for Caleb Williams. <laughs> so I, this is the team that Caleb Williams' daddy was talking about? Like, if we don't like who's number one, we're going to go back to school? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, there's part of me that has such a, a – a, history book with quarterbacks going there that is not great. I want him to go somewhere where I trust the coaching staff and I trust that ownership is going to give them the resources to build around him. And I don't know if Chicago is going to be that place. So when you hear stuff like that, there's a little tiny part of me, guys, that's like, maybe he'll go somewhere else. Because <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I really want him to have success. Let me rewind for a second. Because this has been a, a fascinating show so far. And I mean this in a great way. Because – Let's be real. The NFL Sunday yesterday is just getting us to tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Like that's, that's all, all the time. We're all yeah. salivating for the Eagles and the Chiefs. This is like, I down. never nap during the day. Tonight, Today, I'm going to have to find a spot. Like, I can't doze off for one second tonight. Nope. We okay. got to be locked in. But here's what's happening today on this show. CC comes in and he says, I want Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy out. Yes. He's not happy with the Browns. After a win with DTR, okay, he said the this is like Bizarro World. The Lions are going to have home field advantage, and and I'm going to walk him into something. Why don't you just praise a team that nobody sees coming right now that deserve that you think deserves more praise than maybe anybody else? That ties right into who we thought Caleb Williams' dad was talking about all along. The Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, because they're doing it the right way. (laughs) We knew what time it was when the Cardinals cut Colt McCoy on the eve of the season. We knew what time it was. They didn't want to win games. But guess what? (laughs) They're competitive more often than not. Most weeks, they're making it one-possession games, and they're on the losing side of it. They're doing it right. Even yesterday, it came down to the end of the ball game. Their defense gets two picks in the fourth quarter. You're thinking Kyler Murray's going to have a chance. They end up falling short. They lose. But guess what? Kyler Murray's running around all over the place. So people that might be interested in Kyler Murray, you can trade for him, all the while still maintaining their status with a top two pick in a quarterback class that features two players above the rest. I'm just saying – Maybe, just maybe, Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals organization know exactly what they're doing. Let Kyler Murray play, show that he's healthy, we can package him away in the offseason and get a bevy of picks, and hopefully one of them being a premium pick. We end up having some draft capital from the Houston Texans too because of a dance that we did early on last year's draft. The, The Arizona Cardinals are doing it right. They're doing it right. They are showing us how to effectively tank in the National Football League. You know what they are? What? They're a tough out, but they're still an out. There is it. That's it. <laughs> it's a tough out, it. but it's, still, it. an it's out. still an out. Full circle, are you advising Mr. Williams, Caleb's dad, to relook at that team now and say, you know what? They actually do know what they're doing. It's not a bad place to go. I mean, if you can convince yourself, if you're that dude, that you can be the difference in all of these close games. At least show you're functional. And they've shown they're functional. It doesn't feel as dysfunctional as it has in years past. You get what I'm saying, Eric? Yes. And, Morale and, is not as low. And they made C.J. Stroud look human yesterday, right? He looked like a rookie, but won like a veteran. And that's what he has to do. He compared himself to Steph Curry, and then he's just got to keep taking shots. But, yeah, I think Arizona makes a lot of sense in terms of what they've done this year. Now, I mentioned one other team, the Dolphins, right? The Dolphins get a win yesterday, not as dominant as maybe we thought they would get. I mean, we picked them minus 13.5, 14.5, whatever it was, mm-hmm. on ESPN bet at the, at the time we picked on Friday. And 
the the thing with the Dolphins now is they don't have a great win. Do we look at yesterday against the Raiders as a great win? Well, they, okay. beat a team, they, beat, they beat a team that was 500. I'll give them credit for that. Here's what I'll say. I, I think it's a great win because it feels like a team that's poised to win their division, and the Dolphins are 5-0 at home this year. Like, to me, that matters in terms of trying to project what they're going to be. If you're telling me they're going to get a home playoff game, then I'm telling you the Miami Dolphins are playing divisional round weekend, which is what you want to do. So I get it. It might not be ideal. It might not be the 13-and-a-half that was the spread going into that game, but it's hard to win games in this league. But the reason why you won is because Tyreek Hill, again, has a great day, 10 catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. But then also, Tua has a nice performance as well. So I, I think those things matter when your best players show up and become a big part of the reason why you win. The other thing that makes me feel good about the Dolphins, Jalen Ramsey. Like, Jalen Ramsey looked phenomenal yesterday. Like, in getting the two interceptions was big. But just overall, the way that he played, Xavier Howard also played really well. And he was matched up a lot against Devontae Adams. You know Devontae is going to get his. But I thought Xavier Howard played a really good game, too. If you're telling me that those two guys are going to be healthy down the stretch, along with Tua and Tyreek Hill, I will tell you that this Dolphins team is going to be a team to watch once we get to the playoffs, even though we haven't seen them beat any good teams. Yeah, I still think the Dolphins are a good football team, and I still think they could be a playoff threat, but that's not considered a quality win. If we're doing the CFP strength of schedule argument, if you're looking at the Dolphins' uh, schedule right now, yes, it's probably the best win they've had, but do we still say that's a quality win? Is it, or do we retroactively grade the the Broncos' win 70-20 to 20 as the best win now that the Broncos are a 500 team? No, because that defense was not the state of what it is now then. How could you tell? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. The Raiders are not who they were earlier in the no, season. No, they're not. They had the Raiders won, are a good, they had right. they're, they're a good football team. They like, were, I, I can, see the, I can see the way that they're playing. This, this is a different team under Antonio Pierce. And that was my big takeaway from that game yesterday, F. The Raiders have found their next head coach. They found their next head coach. I don't believe in moral victories in the NFL, but if you look at how they play defense and how they had a chance at the end of that game, that was huge. Think about it. You're talking about that being a touchdown game in the fourth quarter, and your defense, even though AOC has two turnovers in the fourth quarter, your defense gets stops and forces them to punt the ball back to you. One of the most prolific offenses in the NFL. Matter of fact, the most prolific offense in the NFL – your defense is able to get stops after your offense has turnovers. And guess what? AOC throws a pick at the end of the game in the end zone. I get it. It's not ideal, but Smalls, you are talking about having a shot at the end zone at the end of the game mm-hmm. to tie it and force overtime. To me, that's huge. This is a different Raiders team. If this team was down to the Dolphins by a touchdown in the fourth quarter, you would say the Dolphins would find a way to pull away and blow them out at home. Uh, and it's, that's a situation that didn't happen. And to me, the fact that it didn't speaks volumes about how that locker room feels about their head coach. Oh, absolutely. This is a completely different Raiders team than we saw three weeks ago. And I do give them credit. They won two in a row. They they put up a good fight against the Dolphins. The energy around that team is so different. They want to play for Antonio Pierce. It's very evident that in just a matter of weeks, he has completely shifted the way that we view that team. But unfortunately... I'm not viewing that as a quality win for the Dolphins, despite everything I just outlined with the Raiders. I mean, looking at their schedule, until they beat Dallas or Baltimore or a team that we firmly believe is going to be in the Super Bowl conversation, I don't know if we're going to be able to point to any win on their schedule and say, that is a quality win. If you look at the next four for Miami, at the Jets, at the Commanders, home against the Titans versus the Jets at home, 
they should be on a five-game winning streak. There's, there's, if you're that good, they should be on a five-game winning streak. And Antonio Pierce has done a tremendous job so far. This is where I always get scared of the interim coach because it's really easy for players to get excited to play for the guy that's not the other guy. What happens is then the offseason and then the regular season next year where it's not about we get to not play for Josh McDaniels. It's we get to play for Antonio Pierce. And that's a challenge he, like any interim coach, Here's has where I will caution you about how this could be different. Antonio Pierce is a guy that's done it. Mm-hmm. Antonio Pierce is a guy that's won a Super Bowl as a player. So it's not as if he's not speaking from a player's perspective when he's trying to outline what the team has to do overall in order to have a chance to compete and win a game. And I think when you have somebody that's worn those shoes and and is delivering the message on what you need to be as a team in order to have success, it hits different than if you didn't have a guy that played in the National Football League. So, uh, again, I get you. Interim head coach bump, being leery about it. You beat two bad teams, both New York City teams. You lost on the road to the Miami Dolphins. What will tell the tale is how competitive this game is they got coming up with the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Remember, the Chiefs playing on Monday Night Football is a short week for them. The Raiders got them coming into their building. The Raiders typically don't do well against the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. So it'll be an opportunity to show that it's not just a flash in the pan and that there is some staying power when it comes to AP being the head coach for the Raiders long term. Coming up, we will see which performer had the biggest upside this weekend and maybe moving forward as well. And speaking of upside, if you want to earn enough cash to go see your team play without having to pick up a side gig, you need Upside. Upside is a free app that gets you cash back on gas, groceries, dining, and more so you can earn real cash for just stocking up on the essentials you need. Filling up your tank to go tailgate, earn an average of 11 cents per gallon with Upside. Stocking up for a watch party, get an average of 7% back on groceries. Picking up a pizza, Upside earns you an average of 10% back on groceries and at restaurants as well. These earnings add up quickly. Frequent Upside users earn an average of $340 each year. That's real cash back. You can cash out directly to your bank account, PayPal, or redeem as a gift card to spots like Amazon, Walmart, and more. Download the Upside app to join 5 million Americans who have already earned over $500 million in cash back. Use promo code FOOTBALL when you download Upside for an extra $0.25 per gallon back on your first fill-up. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Download the free Upside app today. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Purdy, steady brocking all night long. We begin to brock. Purdy, perfect QB rating yesterday. <laughs> Remix. Hey, I like it. I like it. I it like is it. It's Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Our top performer of the weekend brought to you by Upside. Upside earns you real cash back on essentials. So you can win even when your team doesn't. So why? Why would we be talking about Brock Purdy? Sounds like someone has him as their top performer of the weekend brought to you by Upside Smalls. And it's me. And how can you pick anyone other than Brock Purdy? He was perfect, as you mentioned, Evan. Yesterday, a 27-14 win. The 49ers over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Brock Purdy, 333 yards, three touchdowns to three different dudes. Completed 21 of 25 passes. 21. Oh, very good. Include... Go ahead, do it. 21. There you go. We're getting everybody involved here. Just like Brock Purdy. Three passes, three touchdown passes, three different guys, including a beaut. 79 yards to Brandon Ayuk. But as Evan mentioned, the headline is this. A perfect rating. 148.9, or excuse me, 158.3. A perfect passer rating. First time for 49ers quarterback since Joe Montana and Steve Young each achieved it in 1989. He's yeah, perfect. He looked awesome. Awesome yesterday, and he did exactly what we love that he does: play point guard. Yeah, just distribute the basket, the basketball, the football, right? <laughs> right? You the have all the <laughs> or the basketball, whatever you want. Put him on the Spurs. Wembenyama oh needs a true point God. guard. He can get it done. He can get it done. <laughs> Seriously, you look at Ayuk, Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle, Uzcheck. Use the weapons. Use the Use weapons. Use the weapons. It's perfect. All right, who wants to go next? You uh, go next. Okay, you go next. So, um, this may surprise you. The person with the biggest upside yesterday, the top performer for me, is a person that I have annihilated week after week after week after week. Thank you, Josh Allen. You finally did exactly what you're supposed to do. Throw less, run more. Josh Allen yesterday, 20 of 32, 275, three touchdowns and a pick. And I'll get to the pick in a second. But Josh Allen yesterday (laughs) had passes to running backs and tight ends. A lot of them. 13 of his 20 completions yesterday were to running backs and tight ends. You know what that means? Checking down, safety valves, not trying to do too much, not trying to overthrow. The Jets have a great defense. Not necessarily yesterday. He was below average. In his pass attempts yesterday per game and above average in his running attempts per game yesterday. That is what you need to win. 32 to 6. If he's that guy, I will go back on everything I have said. I'm not going to give fully Joe Brady credit on all of this, the new OC. But let's talk about this interception. This was a spot where his team was up 16-6 about to go into the That is correct. Okay? Against the Jets, who had 41 straight drives. Without a touchdown. Who have Zach Wilson at their quarterback. Josh Allen was riding a six-game streak where he threw an interception. Sean McDermott, this is on you. Inexcusable to throw a Hail Mary in that spot. Did it matter for the game? No. Does it matter in terms of winning and losing? Absolutely not. Don't keep the streak alive. He wasn't turning the ball over. What are you doing? Dump it off. Run the lateral. Run the Stanford Cal play. Don't put this guy in a position to throw interceptions. Because guess what? I go now into next week saying he's got a seven-game streak with an interception. I didn't need to do that. You're playing the Jets. 
You don't need to worry about the extra point. Sean McDermott, this one is on you. Add him to the hot seat. That I'm going to defend Josh Allen today. Inexcusable. Can I ask a question? Yeah. It's a Hail Mary attempt, right? That yeah. means the ball should go in the end zone? Oh. Why is the ball 15 yards short of the end Why zone? Why did they throw like, that? Like, like, Why? I get, listen, Smalls, if it's a Hail Mary attempt, cool. But throw the ball into the end zone. Like, you, like if, there's no more time left on the clock. If you're going to throw it up for grabs and it could potentially be a turnover, at least have the reward on the other side of Probably the Probably wanted a pass interference. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't why understand. do it, it at all? Why put him? Why put the most risky quarterback in the league in a downside position and not an upside position? Because it doesn't matter because I'm playing against Zach Wilson oh, and, and but, Tim Boyle. <laughs> but now the streak continues. Okay. I hated right, that. We'll see what happens. All right, so uh, my, my primetime performer, my – uh, is it upside performer? My upside, my top performer of the week is the guy that should be MVP of the league this year. He won't win it, but he should be. Miles freaking Garrett. Stud. A human wrecking ball against that Pittsburgh Steelers offense. Now, that offense is awful. Offensive coordinator Matt Canada shouldn't have a job after this season. Kenny Pickett shouldn't have a job as the starting quarterback for the Steelers after this season. But I will say this, the Cleveland Browns offense gained a grand total of 259 yards and scored 13 points. And that was more than the opposing offense. The Steelers had less than 250 yards of total offense and scored 10 points. There ain't a lot of teams in the NFL that can score 13 points and make that stick. But the Cleveland Browns can, and the biggest reason why is Miles Garrett. Now, Here's the thing. The guy has the individual numbers to back it up. He is second in pass rush win rate on the season to Micah Parsons. He is tops in interceptions created on the season. He's got three interceptions created that he's credited with. He's got 15 and a half sacks that he's created as a result of being on the field and being double teamed by offensive offensive lines. But this guy also leads the league in sacks. He's got 13 sacks on the season. And how many game-changing plays are we talking about for Miles Garrett? Whether it's the block punt uh, against the Indianapolis Colts or whether you're talking about this guy with sack fumbles. He just makes plays. He came a fingernail away from creating a safety yesterday against the Steelers' offense on a sack that he had with Kenny Pickett. Two sacks on the day yesterday, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. Miles Garrett should be the MVP of the National Football League. That's how much he means to the success of of the Cleveland Browns. The way you said it would indicate you don't actually think he's going to be, though, because he's not a quarterback. It's a quarterback award, but but it's not for a lack of Miles Garrett trying. It, it, it has nothing to – it says more about how we look at the MVP award than it does about the player's impact on his team winning games. Yeah, if we're talking about value, think about the value that he has on that team, on that defense. Where would they be if Miles Garrett was removed from that equation? I think he They've can won win games it. with three different quarterbacks starting. I think he can win MVP, though. <laughs> But it's going to be an impossible task. I think they have to have the number one seed in the AFC. I think if they have the number one seed in the AFC and they somehow, somehow, some way, surplant Baltimore and Kansas City, I think he can win it. What if it's not the number one seed, but they win the division, which is on the board because they split with Baltimore? What if they win the division? That if they have that if they have a, a double digit win season and they win the division. With three different quarterbacks starting and winning games. Ar- huge argument. Like, huge like, argument like, like, like at that point, don't we have to say, hey, Miles Garrett deserves if if it's gonna if it's only gonna be a quarterback award, then let's just set it as an aside. We should stop calling it the MVP and just say it's the best quarterback. But if it's truly gonna be the MVP, 
And in the hypothetical world that we're, we're trying to live in, which is the Cleveland Browns winning the AFC North, a division that we all said is the best in all of football, yep, that's th- right th- there. Th- then how could Miles Garrett not be the MVP? Yeah, that's what gets me. Not any division. You don't just win any division with three different quarterbacks. You win that division. A division that has Lamar Jackson, a division that has Joe Burrow, and your team wins it with three different starting quarterbacks winning games. You know, you just said said something very quickly that I I was thinking about based on what you just said. I wonder when we spin the anti-Ravens conversation based on something you just said to, well, look at the division they're in, meaning DTR, Browning, and Pickett are the other three quarterbacks. Watch. At some point, people will try to hold that against the Ravens, even though the Ravens have played well. But I agree. If If the Browns win the division... I think there's going to be a legit argument. I just don't know that I'd be able to vote for him over Mahomes, theoretically. Or Stroud? Or maybe Then, then we might as well just make it a quarterback award. I'm uh, fine. We just, I'm well, fine let, with let's, that. Let's not even pretend that it, it happens to be about the best individual player and his impact on the team's success. It's totally kind of, fine with that. It's kind of ridiculous that they haven't already separated that. Yeah. The quarterback award like they do in baseball with the Cy Young. They need to do that so that guys like Miles Garrett get their due. Absolutely. Because it feels like defensive player of the year is selling him short given Agreed. what he's well, doing. Well, definitely not as like, There was, there was another guy that won defensive player of the year. Well, Miles Garrett hadn't won it. But there's a guy that won defensive player of the year that was on the field yesterday for the Steelers, T.J. Watt. His impact on the Steelers is not the same as Miles Garrett's impact on the Browns. It is just not. It's not. And that's nothing up against TJ Watt. It's just that Miles Garrett is a better football player. Coming He's up, a better football player. Has Caleb Williams played his last college football game? I hope so for his sake. We'll get to that next on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Well, college football saw an interesting development this weekend. Who would have thought that UCLA-USC would have turned into a battle of which coach is on the hotter seat. So there's been all these rumors about Chip Kelly at, at UCLA and mm-hmm. whether or not he's going to be out after this season. We can go ahead and put those to bed. You think he is or is not? No, he's not. I don't think he should no, be either. Not, not after blowing out SC. You know, sometimes also, like, you look at a program, and I don't mean this disrespectfully. I mean this, like, logically. And you're like, 
can you really do better than that guy? Like, is UCLA going to get better than Chip Kelly? No, and UCLA is cheap. <laughs> like, like they're like the Chargers of college football. They don't want to pay anybody. It's a right. really good comp. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good comp. They're, they're in proximity to the Chargers Same too. Too. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So on Saturday, <laughs> they go out. Weird and how they, that happens, right? Weird. Big brother, little brother. <laughs> and they beat uh, USC. And then our very own Dan Mullen, of course, former head coach in college football, tweets at Coach Dan Mullen: Are we sure that they have the right coach on the hot seat in LA? Meaning Lincoln Riley, who of course had Caleb Williams now for three years, one in Oklahoma and two at USC, and Caleb Williams and USC not very good this year to say the least. They're now donezo. We assume that this was Caleb Williams' final game. I mean, he can't play in a bowl game. You can't. You just can't at this point. And when you're going to be the number one pick in the draft, and you have a situation now where he didn't talk to the media afterwards, and everybody was up in arms about that. I can't imagine Lincoln Riley on the hot seat at USC. No. How is USC going to do any better than Lincoln Riley? You're not. No, you're not. And think about it. The reason why you have Caleb Williams, the presumptive number one overall pick, is because Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma where he had Caleb Williams. And guess what? As a result, not only do you have Caleb Williams, but you have every high-profile quarterback wanting to come play for your program. So a guy that nobody knows who his name is right now, redshirt freshman Malachi Nelson, was another one of the top – Five-star quarterbacks that was out there in the prep ranks. And guess what? He's going to be an NFL player, too. So you're going to have an opportunity to get your program on solid footing because you have Lincoln Riley, one of the most popular coaches in college football and one of the most innovative minds when it comes to X's and O's on offense in college football. And think about all of the quarterbacks that Lincoln Riley has coached and what they've gone on to be. I mean, whether it's the Baker Mayfields, the Kyler Murrays, uh, Caleb Williams, like – Lincoln Jalen Riley, Hurts. Jalen Hurts, Lincoln Riley. If you if you want to be a quarterback that gets from high school to college and then college to the pro, come play for Lincoln Riley. He'll get you there. Like you got a billboard for it, and Lincoln Riley just fits when it comes to the culture in Southern California. So I think it would be a huge mistake. If SC got rid of Lincoln Riley because of that loss to UCLA. Yeah, I know it's been a diff- disappointing season as far as the results are concerned for USC, but I can't see them moving on for him. As you mentioned, he's a factory for Sunday players, quarterbacks. Yeah. It would it would be a huge, massive mistake for them to even consider it. I don't see it going down that road. They're right. not going to, obviously. I think this was Dan Mullen basically saying, hey, Lincoln Riley hasn't done a great job this year. That you have Caleb Williams, you should win more than you've won. Uh, let's stay in the Pac-12 before we got to get into this injury that was a horrific injury across college football this year. But how would you finish this sentence? Dion's first season at Colorado has been lucrative for Colorado. Mm, Very lucrative. Fair. I mean, he's generated more money for that program than any other coach in college football. They're saying that, according to Yahoo Finance, the prime effect, Deion Sanders has generated $90.6 million for the University of Colorado. The team's online store sales have jumped up twenty five hundred percent. Like to me, like he, so five game losing streak, losing fifty six fourteen at Washington State. One more game to go at Utah. Completely irrelevant in that. No, it does. It's irrelevant. And you know what is relevant? His sons Shiloh and Shador being on a commercial for Google. You know what's relevant? Deion Sanders having four or five national TV campaigns or advertisements. That's what's relevant. Kids around. 
High school football, they see Dion on TV. Regardless of what the record says, they see Dion Sanders in these commercials. They see all of his players getting the NIL bag, and that's what matters most. So while they were outclassed uh, in a lot of games this season, especially up front on the offensive and defensive line, it ain't going to be like that for long because there's going to be a long list of players that want to transfer to Colorado, a long list of players that want a scholarship coming out of high school or from JUCO for Colorado. They're just getting this thing started. In Boulder, give it some time in the incubator. Deion Sanders will have this team competing for conference championships moving forward. Yeah, the word I would use to describe the season is transformative because we view Colorado completely differently than we did last season because of that man, because of Coach Prime. They're on our radar. They're relevant. They won one game last year. So even though it's very disappointing that they lost five in a row and it feels like within that losing streak that there are games that they've left on the table, that they fell short, and because of the way they started the season and all the fanfare, the celebrities, the hype, it feels as if it was a letdown as the season went on. Like Cece said, it's his first year there. He had a lot of new players. It's still a success, but it was a transformative year. Can we agree, though, on this? They have to have a winning record next year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, the other expectations are different. Right. In year two, right? Lucrative, uh, what did you Transformative. Transformative. Yes. All fair for this year. That's, next year has to be the football year. This year could be the off the field stuff in a good way. Next year, the football year. The biggest story, though, arguably of the weekend, yes, Michigan survived setting up Michigan Ohio State undefeated for this weekend. But the Jordan Travis injury at Florida State, Ooh. horrific leg injury. Awful. Uh, we don't know what the exact extent. I think it is safe. We to know say, it ain't good. Right. His, we know his, he's probably not going to play again this his year. His foot and his kneecap were facing opposite directions. Now, I had it like that with a knee injury, but this sounds like it's more of an ankle thing. I was surprised that Jordan Travis was as calm as he was in the moment, like waving over to trainers, and then you saw him post a video on social media from the hospital bed uh, the next morning. Like, the way that the kid has handled it is really impressive because, to me, that's a devastating injury. And this was a guy that was vying to be an early draft pick for it to go down like that and for his season to end the way that it has against North Alabama? Like, it's just one of those that's a tough break, not only for him, though, when you think about it, but also for Florida State, mm-hmm. who's a program that's trying to vie for the college football playoff. Yeah, in year six, by the way, after the transfer from Louisville, this was his sixth year in college football to end this way more likely than not. Here's the thing, and I know Heather Dinich, our ESPN college football reporter, has said that if, if Washington jumps FSU, it has nothing, to, the, the voters will say it has nothing to do with, with the Jordan Travis injury. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I'm, I'm sorry. Washington may jump FSU this week, and they may be in the top four, and they had a good win over the weekend against a ranked Oregon State team. But if tomorrow night on ESPN, when we see the rankings, and it's Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and whatever the order is, one through three, if Washington goes four, it is not only because of Jordan Travis, it's because of their resume. But I have to believe the Jordan Travis injury plays a factor into this. Maybe it shouldn't. But it's un- unbelievably unfortunate unflor- uh, for Florida State because I think they'll ultimately get jumped here. And I think you have to look at it that way and say, what are we actually putting on the air on the TV show? Because that's what it is, right? It's ultimately a TV show. You want the best teams with the biggest characters and the biggest stage. Florida State's biggest character is taken out of that biggest so, stage. So you're not rolling with Tate Rodemaker. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Not familiar with his work? I guess I will be soon, that's for sure. Uh, coming up, I'm over it. But first, of course, we are brought to you by Upside, the free app that gets you cash back on gas, groceries, and dining. Filling up your tank? Cash back. Craving pizza? Cash back. Stocking up on your tailgate snacks? 
Lots of cash back. Frequent upside users earn an average of $340 each year. That's enough to go see your favorite team this Sunday. Download the free upside app and use promo code FOOTBALL for an extra $0.25 per gallon back on your first fill-up. That's promo code FOOTBALL. Download upside today. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Smalls, Cece, Evan, Pat Costello. Pat, our producer, <laughs> as I'm over it. Things that bother him each and every day. Pat, what do you have for I us I didn't today? even say anything yet. Nuna's screaming at me from the back about how much he hates the winter. What? <laughs> it's in the rejoin, and Nuno starts yelling at me about it. I yeah, haven't even terrible. talked yet. It was cold yesterday. <laughs> it was really cold yesterday. Screw really? you. Really? I actually, people. I normally run inside on the treadmill. Yesterday, I did an outdoor run on the track because it wasn't that cold. Yeah, it was beautiful it was yesterday. Beautiful. Yeah. What are you talking when about? I was like, yesterday was rough, when I was out, when I walked out of the house at like 645, it was cold. It was really cold. I was up then. I don't know. 6.45 a.m. on a yeah, Sunday, yeah. Nuno. Yeah, what are you doing in the early morning? I had to get to the gym. Oh. Look at, look at it. I see, I see you, Nuno. Oh, I see sorry, you. Goggins. I see you. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Go ahead, Pat. People have full-blown conversations in public while we're all waiting in line together, especially right now. It's a busy time of year in grocery stores or, say, Starbucks, for example. I don't need to hear your entire conversation you can't wait five minutes until you order your coffee and leave the store to like call someone is it that important you're not the president you're not that important hang the phone up you're being rude to everyone disagree oh. so hold on i just want clarification pat like is it just having a phone conversation or having the conversation on speaker phone it's just if it's loud so okay, it may, well, maybe it's different. not necessarily on speaker speaker is incredibly rude but if you're just being really loud it's just like, you're just rude. Okay, here's the thing, and I think I can speak for all three of us on this. There are many days after the show, we're done, we kind of talk for a few, we go our own ways. We have calls throughout the day on different things. Yeah. Talking to this person, talking to that person, show and non-show related. I can't stop if I want a coffee or I want something to drink, the conversation. They schedule the conversation. I can control the volume, but I think that's Pat just telling us he has nothing to do and nobody to talk to Go all to day. the drive-thru. <laughs> Drive- we live in New York City. Not, where the hell is the drive-thru in New about? York City, Pat? True. That, that's, 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 like, where, where is there a drive-thru Starbucks in New York City? Never seen one. But anyway, my whole point is this. If you're on speakerphone. That's different. That, that's different. That, that's a different level of rude. Like, dude, get some earbuds, get, you know, get, get some beats, whatever. We don't want to hear your conversation, the back and forth. But if you're talking and you've got earbuds in or you've got the phone to your ear, 
different ball game. That's your business. I get it. We're all busy. We're on the go. Sometimes a conversation can't wait. So I understand it. I think I think you're being a little bit sensitive here, Pat. I don't know. I think that if you have to have a conversation in public and you keep it to a certain tone and you're on the phone, maybe it's a very important conversation. I get it. I do think it's really rude when you get up to check out and you're on the phone and you're ignoring the person who's trying to make the transaction with you and you're giving them the finger. You know, you have one job. What? You get what I'm saying? You Just put the, the pause, finger up, the like, oh, sorry. Not, not that finger, Pat. Yeah. Not, not, not the, the Justin oh, okay. Fields yesterday. Uh, Justin Fields was trying to show his cut to the media yeah. on his finger, and he starts giving the finger and say, oh, I didn't mean to flick you guys off, but it was on the middle finger, yeah. and he did that to the media, which I just did that to the camera back, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, Pat. Uh, casseroles are terrible. I've never had a good, well, I've had one good casserole, and I'm only saying that because I think my mom might be listening, but casseroles are terrible. They're never good. Don't bring them around me. With Thanksgiving coming up, if I even see a casserole, I might just dump it on your head. Agreed. On, on behalf of the Midwest, I am offended. Yes. This is a personal attack on the Midwest. Yes. Casseroles are outstanding. You just haven't had the right one yet, Pat, and I'm going to make you a great casserole that will change your mind. I don't know what they're doing in the state of Pennsylvania with casseroles, yeah. but clearly you've never had an A-plus breakfast casserole. Mm. I can almost guarantee that. Sounds that. outstanding. Potatoes, you got some bacon in there, cheese, throw some hot sauce on top of it. Just Why do we need it. to casserole that? Those are just... Why not? Foods. Why wouldn't you casserole? It? Because you don't need point. to. Why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you casserole? Because you know it's unnecessary. Just eat the breakfast food as it is. is I kind of agree with Pat on that. I do. I don't know why you East need to. East Coast bias. Well, yeah, I live in the Midwest for, for a Listen, while. The, the vehicle to deliver your favorite foods uh, is important. It matters. That's right. So if it's a casserole, if you want to go with a breakfast burrito, like I like eggs and bacon, but sometimes I just don't want it just on a plate. Yeah. Uh, you know, put it in a little burrito. But don't you think a if you casserole it, it changes the taste a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I've never I've never had a breakfast casserole, <gasps> but Smalls, the way she laid it out, I damn sure want to try it. It's it sounds good. Now, usually I am anti-casserole. <laughs> But small, but small, but usually, you, usually I am. But I will say this: a sweet potato casserole, sweet. It's like it's like dessert, but not. It's got the little marshmallows on top. I mean, just the sweet potato casserole. I'm telling you, Pat, you need to investigate. Sweet potato casserole is special. It's outstanding, and I'm hoping that between my wife, my mother, and my mother-in-law, we got some of that on Thursday. I'm hint, hoping. Hint, I'm hoping. Hint, hint. I'm hoping. The, I'm, I'm I, might call, I, might, I might call mom or my mother-in-law after the show and see if we can get that. We can sneak that on the menu. Sounds like a must. It sounds like what about green bean casserole? No. No. no, 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 no. Oh, wow, Javante. No, 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 no. Anything no, 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 no. with cream of mushroom no, soup is a hard no. no. That's going to be a no for me, dog. I, I no. love good, it. Good, good. I'll just make it sure. I'll see where we're going with the casserole. No. Oh, boy, no. Devontae just got swatted Matumbo no. style. Man, oh, man. No, I'm saying I'm making sure they don't like it because it's horrible. No, oh, yes. no, we're, yeah. not doing, we're not doing that. Yeah, if on, on your Thanksgiving plate, the biggest portion on the plate is a green bean casserole. I've got some questions for you. I don't need to be at that Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's that sus to me. Yeah, I don't need to Pat, be at that. Pat, what else? Uh, last one. Uh, people who are saying that they are over Tiger Woods and his comebacks. Tiger Woods is great. I love Tiger, and I love watching him play golf, and I'm happy he's coming back. I hope we can see him competitive again on a Sunday in a major. I don't know if we will, but I just like him being around the sports. Everyone shut up on Twitter. Who's anti-Tiger? A lot of people. A lot of people. people. From a golf perspective? A lot of people are are very sick of the, is he back? Is he not back? I might might be included in that group. (gasps) 
I might be included. And I'm not saying that I don't like seeing Tiger Woods on the golf course. I think it's sweet that he's out there with his son, Charlie, who's, who's trying to do his thing on the golf course now. But all of this hype around Tiger Woods being back, I mean, this is not just an ESPN story. This is on the local news tonight with David Muir type of story. And I'm just like, I don't know that I want to anoint Tiger Woods for coming back just because he's going to give it a go. Like, I, when he's back will be when he's in contention in majors. Until then, I won't consider it Tiger Woods being back. Uh, well, here's the difference in my mind between Tiger Woods and everybody else, which is why I'm into it. Patrick Mahomes is the biggest star in the NFL. He's not bigger than the sport. LeBron James, the biggest star in the NBA, he's not bigger than the sport. Tiger Woods is bigger than golf. He's just bigger than he's golf. He's transcendent. When he plays, I don't care what tournament, what day, who else is playing, it becomes must-watch. Travis Kelsey is bigger than football. Oh. Travis Kelsey may now be bigger than football. <laughs> Travis Kelsey so may be. like, yep. Check me. He it may is. be the one. He's bigger than football. But the shelf life may be Shorter than Tiger. Wow, look at him hating on. He's going to have to retire on at some Taylor point. Smith and Travis Kelsey's love. He's going to have look, to retire. Look at what he's I doing. Taylor. Look at what you're saying. Welcome there, to love. New York. Uh, you're saying we're going to have karma? I'm, 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 I'm in it. I'm in it. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.